Hello world, I'm James Tarantino, co-founder and one of the many voices behind Board Teachers, the number one platform on the planet for teacher comedy, teacher resources, teacher ideas, and all-around teacher fun. And I'm Mariana Francis, a boy mom, fifth grade teacher, and addicted to sugar. And you're listening to Teacher Talk Show. Welcome to the Teacher Talk Show, a podcast where you get to hear us interview the world's most beloved, most well-known educational rock stars on the internet. You may have seen them in the news, on social media, or even live on stage at one of their shows or epic conferences. They are influencers, entrepreneurs, authors, actors, and comedians. But also, and most importantly, they are human beings, just like you and me. Yes, and that's what this show is all about. We're going to hear how they've made it to where they are, reveal some of their secrets, play some fun games, and do what we do best here at Board Teachers, have some fun. We've got an awesome guest on the show today. He is the face behind Board Teachers show, The Sarcastic Classroom. He has been a teacher for the last 14 years and toured internationally as a stand-up comedian for the last eight of those years, during which he's been named iHeartMedia's Comedian of the Year, winner of the Boston World Series of Comedy, selected for Comedy Central Up Next, and has appeared on Laughs on Fox and Hulu. Woo. Wow, it was a mouthful. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the hilarious Devin Siebold. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. This is awesome. I'm glad you guys got a podcast. And you sound so, like, legit. Uh, I mean, the the entire intro, I was thinking, I've got to rewrite everything I do. Yeah, right. Your intro is really good. No, he was winded. You have so many, like, accolades and awards. How amazing are you? It's so funny because you, you win these little small competitions in a club, and you're like, yeah. And then you get, you know, uh, five million views. And you, it doesn't really register how many that is, you know? That's a lot you're of like, clubs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you, in your mind, you're like, oh, I won that one award that one time with 100 people in the audience. And then, you know, 100 plus million views later, I'm like, I, I don't even register that. It, it, those are Super Bowl numbers and that kind of stuff is weird. It's, it's, it's got to be weird for you guys to see sure. your reach too. thinking how many people know the board teacher's brand. Yeah, well, and a lot of thanks to your hilarious videos too. Have you ever counted how many views your videos have actually gotten? All of the All of the videos together? Uh, on YouTube, it's like 6 million total, but on my page, on my Facebook page, I mean, uh, lately it's been close to around six to 10 million a week. Wow. A week? Yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, a week. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And you need a trophy, even if it's a little (laughs) trophy, you need a trophy for that. So you know what an accomplishment that is. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a YouTube channel. Did you get any awards or anything? Or like a plaque? No. I got 100,000 followers, and I was thinking I'd get like an email from Facebook or something, mm. and they're just like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> the only emails I get from Facebook is their suggested jobs in the area. So I get like 100 million views, and they're like, by the way, you could be a construction worker for 1050 an hour. <laughs> you, you could be. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, let me ask. Are you really a teacher? I know a lot of people wonder that. Yeah, uh, so I... <laughs> As of a week and a half ago, I did I did step down from teaching. Oh, really? Oh, breaking news. Yeah. After 14 years, I did step away from it. It was just too much, man. There, As you probably know, you've probably heard from the teachers out there, the stress level. I mean, the, the amount of, of I don't know, the amount of unknowns in teaching right now are just so high that it was one of those things that I just had to take a step back for mental health, physical health, family Mm -hmm. health, like all that was just, you know, you you see it. And I'm sure you guys get, you guys get the, the um, messages from people, you know, board teachers gets the people that reach out that just say, you know, how much you're almost like a doctor to them, you know, providing the laughter and the stress relief. And it's, it's one of those things where at some point we got to take care of ourselves too. I was, I was making other people laugh, but then I was going to class just, just being really, you know, way, Mm -hmm. way impacted by the stress of everything going on. And so I had to take, Well, it's always a new hoop to jump through and you're not really sure what to expect next. 
Do you have plans on returning maybe after all of this settles back down or you have a new vision for yourself? Um, I'm going to keep producing the comedy um, as much as I can. I'm going to do some speaking engagements and I actually do like teaching. That's the thing is, you know, I tell people I, I, I could have financially quit teaching a few years ago, uh, but I did it for the passion because I like doing it. And, and then I, when it is no longer fun and the passion's kind of falling, then you're like, you know, not only am I suffering, but the students will start suffering eventually from it. And I didn't want to be that person. So um, I would like to get into it if I, if I find something I'm passionate about that I really want to jump into and start teaching because it's just, it's a, it's a great career. It, it really is fun if you love what you do. Right. What did you do in the classroom? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> what didn't you do? But w- the parents ask that all the time. <laughs> they made a lot of funny videos. That's sure. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, "Wow, that's great! I, I saw you got a hundred million views." Hey, listen, did my child learn anything <laughs> uh, in the classroom? I taught U.S. history, social studies, essentially for okay. for um, high school, and that's the thing is, uh, it was something new every year: U.S. history, world history, psychology one and two, economics. US government. I mean, you name it, I've taught it. And so to bounce around every year, have new preps, new challenges. And then on top of that, the challenges that COVID presented and, and the unknowns there was just too much. It was just, and this year you were in a, you were in a new school, right? A different school. Yeah. That was the thing is I went on tour in Australia and I took, I did take a step away for just a few months and I, I meant it to just be a few months. I was going to go do some, you know, touring Mm -hmm get some stuff done, personal accomplishments that I wanted to do. So I took a, a personal leave of absence and I can come back. And I did come back and I thought I'd get my same school, but they didn't give me my same school. They gave me a completely different school. Ooh. And uh, I, I just was kind of out of it. And oh, man, it, it's so hard to adjust not only to a new school, but to adjust to COVID at the same time. Yeah. And it was just such a struggle that I was like, man, I was, I was kind of going through everything that I, I kind of, you know, they say that laughter is, is uh, therapy. And it really was because I was making people laugh, but I was making people laugh at the jokes that I was having to write for myself to get through what I was going through. You know, that's what you guys are like, man, you're killing it. And I'm like, yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> I was motivated. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was motivated to say the least. Yeah, so, yeah. You had taken a little bit of a a bit of a hiatus from making a lot of content during during quarantine time, right? You weren't you weren't pumping out as much as you are now. Yeah, there was a time where during quarantine, I was I was just kind of down. You know, we get all we all get down, and I even publicly said it on my Facebook page. I said, "Look, I haven't posted in a while." I said, "I'm I'm not going to post in a while because I don't like to force." the comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not one of those that I'm going to put on a, uh, uh, you know, makeup and, and get out there with my clown suit and jump around yeah. if I don't, if I don't have to, and if I don't have a plan and I like having a plan, I like knowing what I'm doing. I like, uh, having, you know, jokes that I've written that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, man. There's, you just, you see some of these comics on stage and this is a little different, but stand up comedy is a lot like producing a stuff online. Stand up comedy, these guys develop a joke and they, they just run that joke into the ground for 15, 20 years. And I look at them, I go, how in the world can you get on the stage every night and tell the same joke? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they lose the passion behind it. They're like, it's not right. funny anymore. I said, it is a funny joke. It's just, you don't like it anymore. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't sell it anymore. And I, I didn't want to sell something I did. I wasn't enjoying. So, so I, I took a step back and it was the best thing in the world that I could have done. I just spent time with my kids. I, it was the lockdown. I enjoyed what I was doing, you know, with family and, uh, and kind of got myself recentered, refocused, came back and, uh, just decided that, you know, I, I really love comedy, put all my effort into efforts into it and it's been paying off. And during the whole that time, were you kind of taking some time off from comedy or were you like just building up a, a new notebook full of ideas? That's the thing is I, yeah, it's, it never stops. The, the ideas never stop. I, I have lists and lists of ideas and, and sketches. I, you've seen James, we sat in the same room where I think I yeah. flipped through my notebook and uh, that's probably one of 50 notebooks that I have. Yep. I just keep writing ideas, jokes, uh, you know, things that I want to kind of, there's stuff that I wrote during quarantine that I have not touched that I, I've just said, I'm going to circle back around on that. So, you know, as far as that outlet is there, uh, writing it creative and creating, I don't think I'll ever stop creating but just in which capacity is one of the ideas of which I was trying to figure I'd be most passionate about do you ever go back and watch your old videos or your old material 
Hate it. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> so you can't watch yourself. And uh, now I deleted my special off Amazon. I I'd watched it. And I I went and watched it one time. I was like, why did I put this out? <laughs> you know, uh, and it's funny because it's, some of the jokes were great. I get it, and I have it was five star rated. Everybody was oh, it was so awesome. I loved it. It was so funny, and you, I you just get different ideas about what direction you want to go, and you know some of the jokes were a little too crude for my taste of what I really wanted to do. It was just low-hanging okay. fruit that when I first started out I didn't know you know how to write a great joke I knew how to write a mm-hmm. good joke and then once you learn how to write a great joke you still have the good jokes out there and you just don't like reminiscing <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean uh, it, it can be painful at times to see some of the old stuff you're like wow I wrote that I tweeted that I <laughs> and none of it that's the thing is is none of it's offensive I could run for president I'd be fine <laughs> Uh, but it's, I look at it and I just go, you know, I could have wrote a better joke. I could have, you know, been smarter about that one. And, and I just was throwing stuff out there to throw it out there. So, yeah. So wait, what was on Amazon? It was like a stand up comedy video that you had? Yeah. No, I actually won a contest in Orlando and they filmed a full professional set. I mean, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Everything. We sold it out. It was a three story building and and sold it out and filmed a full hour of material. It's great. I mean, it's a really good special. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I was, I think four years into comedy and you know, Mm -hmm. they say that comedians reach their stride at 10 years in right now. I'm eight years in and I'm starting to feel it. And I just went back and looked at the four years and I was like, I didn't like that <laughs> you know it was it was just my my delivery was different I didn't I kept the mic in the mic stand the whole time I was uh I, my transitions were awkward I was using curse words as as uh fillers you know things like that that I just didn't need you know and I was like eh, eh I'll do another one <laughs> you've evolved now you've evolved yeah so those are your stand-up comedy shows but there are some epic videos that you've made you got to love some of them what is it what is your favorite do you have a favorite Oh, man. So uh, my favorite video didn't turn out the way I wanted. And mm. it, I wish I could redo it. And I may redo it one day. But I was so passionate about the uh, Hamilton spoof. And I don't even know if you saw this Hamilton spoof. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe my eyes. Is that Devin? There's nothing. That can't be Devin. I couldn't turn away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I I wrote it. I thought the writing was great. And I still think the writing is great. I think that it's a fantastic song parody lyrically. I'm just not a gifted singer. I suck at singing. (laughs) And this is the thing that as I sang it, and I was in such a rush to get it out, that I sang it and I sang it on tempo. That's the thing is I actually had the actual tempo of it down. And then I had, I I couldn't put Hamilton music there because it would be uh, flagged. I wouldn't have it. So I had my buddy play piano on a variation of it. And uh, he played piano and sent it over to me, but it, his tempo didn't line up with my tempo. It, it was different. And so I had to edit it to make it like kind of fit, and it ruined all the tempo. And I was like, ah, the jokes are good enough. It'll get out there. And, of course, like right away, everybody's like, it's fantastic, but you suck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, you know? Really? But it, yeah, well, it was just that, yeah, they were commenting. They were like, oh, you you know, I wish a music singer would have done this, but you were, you were great. There was like, it was so funny but uh you know maybe somebody a little more talented and i was like oh thank you thank you thank you on youtube right that, that's the youtube haters yeah youtube youtube uh, the anonymity of and uh, uh, of youtube is is one of those things where people just <laughs> chime in and 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 it's so funny because we take it as comics take it so personally i'm sitting here and i'm like i'm like crying in my room and they're like what happened i'm like hot dog eater 75 said i'm not funny <laughs> you know and it's just like it's so it, it, but that's the mentality that we have yeah. is this this yeah. anonymous person said I, I they didn't like it and and it eats away at you but i i i worked hard on that one i thought it was really funny the the actual song itself didn't come out the way i wanted but i was i was proud of it so that that i still say is one of my favorite videos but do you read the comments on all your videos yeah unfortunately and it really uh, and and this is the thing is it eats away i called joe d mr d and i'm like dude this one comment got to me and he's like yeah but how many comments are good i'm like there's seven thousand comments they're all good but this one guy (laughs) and and that's the thing is it's not a comics don't play by odds it's it's uh the mentality of you know when you're on stage 
you see these people out on the crowd and everybody will be laughing, but there's that one guy with his arms folded mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. eats at you. And you're like, how can I get to that guy? And, and, and sometimes you can't reach them. And, uh, sometimes they're on the internet and they, they, you know, it, it's just, yeah, I read the comments. Some are great. Some aren't, but, um, yeah, I, I read them pretty much all of them. Even the board teachers videos. Yeah. I, I go in there and, uh, and that's the oh, thing man. is you guys, so you guys are, are great. Uh, a really awesome site that you guys have. And, and some of the fans are so passionate though about teaching that they can't see the comedy. Right. And and they, they literally think it's real. Like that's the thing is they think it's, they think I'm literally teaching in front of these children doing these jokes. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, I, early days I was, I was doing, but it was always scripted. And I even told my class what I was doing. But then it's just me, but they take it so personally. And so sometimes I want to go through there and just be like, do you guys know what a joke is? <laughs> you know, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to get blacklisted yeah. on board teachers. They're going to be like, Devin, you got to calm down. You can't, we can't have you doing that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sometimes I read them on the board teachers and I'm like, uh, but I, it's mostly positive. I got to say it's, it's, I'm, I'm not, it's mostly positive and I'm very thankful for oh, the yeah. sport for sure. Well, and I want to say myself as a teacher, thank you, because you've been able to say things that teachers either are too nervous to say, we don't know how to articulate it the correct way, especially one of the last ones you did with uh, teachers know what they're signing up for. Mm. Well, everything you laid out, we don't teach in the same district, and it's exactly like scary how similar those situations were with the steps being frozen with the retirement benefits all of that mm -hmm. and then also kind of like calling out the governor a little bit in some <laughs> of them which i'm like yes you you have the you know the support behind you to do that have you ever heard back from him? No, not the governor. I don't even hear back from admin when I was teaching because they, <laughs> they, I think this was so funny because I think there was a, a line and I don't know when it was. I don't know if it was 20,000, 50,000, how many followers it was. But I think at some point they were like uh, thinking, hey, we should probably uh, t talk to him about these videos. But they didn't. And then when they like in their mind went hey we should probably talk to him they go yeah but he's got a lot of followers now you know i think that at some point they just kind of backed off and they were like yeah he's he's got more followers than us we can't you know we can't tell him i, I think at some point it, it becomes bigger than them and they're like yeah we'll just we'll let him it's fine it's fine <laughs> and and that's the mentality so you've never had admin breathing down your neck about your videos no i i had one where they uh <laughs> this was a, a really weird situation i had admin <laughs> breathe down my neck about uh, me messaging the district and, and I thought it was such a backstabbing thing for them to do, right. but a little juicy of a bit of gossip. But uh, the I, I put on the website of or the Facebook of the district that I worked, I put, hey, um, the COVID numbers are wrong, you know, because the state was reporting that my school had two. And at the time we had over 20. And I said, hmm. the COVID numbers are wrong. They're not not being reported right. And instead of just telling me, oh, yeah, okay, we'll fix it, they, they said, okay, we went ahead and emailed your administrator telling them your concerns. And I'm like, what? you did what? And they're like, yeah, we reached out to the administrator and copied this entire message that you just sent to the district. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. So then they called me and they were like, uh, why are you going to the district with it? And I was, and yeah, it was, then it was, uh, they thought that I called them out publicly, but it was a private message. So once they realized it was a private message, they weren't as concerned, but still I was like, so if I had called out the numbers being wrong publicly, then it's, you know, then it'd be a much more serious consequence. I'm like, let's just fix the number. How about our concern be fixing the numbers first, you know? But never any like uh, parents calling in saying, saying anything to the principal and then being like, hey, in your video, your last video, we had a parent call in about no parents, nothing? Nothing. They, they actually enjoy that. They, I get a lot of compliments from parents that is funny and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's interesting because I took a different approach. You know, okay. you guys, uh, I've, I've even had a few conversations with you, James, about some of my ideas. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's great, but we can't say this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's, it's the thing is, is that I've kind of taken the approach that I wanted to take in the original ideas that I had is that I just gotta, I gotta find a funny way to put the, the, the hard stuff 
you know, teaching, there's a lot of hard things and a lot of complicated things and a lot of, uh, unfortunately, miserable things that happen in comedy. How can I make them, or happening in teaching, sorry. Mm-hmm. How can I make them funny? And so I started, you know, kind of being, you know, there's motivational teachers, there's teachers that go out there and they're just so happy and peppy and everything like mm-hmm. that. And they make you feel good. But I wanted to make you feel good by also pointing out something that was going on in the classroom, a reality of it. And sometimes it's harsh. I mean, I'd say like, man, uh, unfortunately, about 20% of the comments I get on videos nowadays are, this made me laugh until I cried because I I had to cry at the reality of it. You know, they laugh at the humor, cry at the reality. Yeah. Now, what would be advice if there's a teacher that's listening and they're like, you know what? I want to put myself out there. I want to do this. I want to make other people laugh. What what advice would you give them? Um, I mean, the best bit of advice is to just start small. You know, write write your own stuff and, and put it out there through personal avenues. You know, even sending maybe like some friends, some sketches or some ideas and, and just really uh, finding out what you think is funny and, and going from there. And, and also, I would say, you know, uh, TikTok's a great re- resource. I see a lot of TikTok mm-hmm. teacher comedians that aren't really comedians, but it's great oh, yeah. because they can go on there and they can get something funny out, an idea, in just 15 seconds. Right. A 15-second mm-hmm. video on YouTube or Facebook and stuff like that really doesn't do well. It doesn't get out much. But TikTok's perfect for those short little, here's a funny anecdote. And then I see some teachers building up great followings, great fan bases on there. And, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And they're doing it off of, you know, uh, little funny ideas that they have. And then their ideas can grow into bigger and and bolder things. A lot of them, a lot of them aren't even them talking. They're just like voiceovers or dancing or you know duet. Right. Yeah. It's not the traditional comedy that that you do. No, and that's 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 what makes me better than them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I agree. I, agree. I have to agree there. I, I, I'm joking, but I, I I look at some of them. Some of them are great, and I'm I'm on TikTok now. I'm trying and. Uh, I've got so many ideas and I'm, I don't want to get too much into um, the mentality of lip syncing stuff because mm-hmm. I really do enjoy the creativity of coming up with an original joke. Like that's one of my favorite things is to come up with a joke that's original, that gets people to laugh. And, and I wrote it beginning to end and, and have it be, you know, something that they recite. And that's cool. I mean, I get teachers that come up to me and, and, you know, a teacher in the airport wanted to take a picture with me and she started like chiming off all of my stuff that I've uh, uh, done on videos. And, and that's, that's cool. You know, what are you going to do on a TikTok kid? Are you going to start lip syncing along with them, you know, or whatever? But but what's not cool are the TikTok teachers that steal your jokes. Oh, it's it's. It, I'll tell you right now, they they are thieves. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Jimmy Cash, a, a friend of mine, Jimmy Cash, he's a janitor, and he put out a video of. I, I'm sure you guys saw it, the milk uh, spilling and him having to clean it up with the school paper yes. towels. I was so mad oh, yeah. that I didn't come up with that idea and do that ages ago. It was brilliant it was brilliant and i went on tiktok and i sent him a message a screenshot of like three other people doing the exact video Mm. copying it exactly no credit to him and i was just like i said you made it i said this is this is it you know this is where you get the 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 copycats come out and Mm. uh you know it's it's a good it's a flattering thing i suppose but also it's frustrating when they get you know 10 million views and your your original idea got you know a hundred thousand you're like oh come on i remember that girl that stole the the song the you screaming and she was on the news and everything yeah on the news everybody's covering her i don't know she probably was on ellen it doesn't you know it's whatever (laughs) (laughs) but we're not talking to her right now that's the game though and i i i I acknowledge it i'm that's why i try to you know put it out there and and get it out there and the people that uh watch and are fans and see it they, they can laugh and and they know that when they chime in when they watch my stuff they're not watching anything that's ever been done i'm not i l- never copy jokes i just sit there and i have a blank sheet of paper and i just write and and that's what right. i try to do is come up with the original content but i think at, at the beginning it was actually frustrating seeing that happen but now it's actually relieving because i i get a lot of followers now that come to my page and never seen my stuff and they binge it mm-hmm. all 
and, and they, they're like, I just watched like you for four hours. <laughs> they're like, I just watched all 160 sketches you have. And they're like, it was so good. And it's this and that. And I feel great about that, that I've created this kind of catalog of original yeah. stuff. It's like mm-hmm. somebody discovering Pink Floyd for the first time. Yeah. And I, by the way, I am no way comparing myself to Pink Floyd, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's like, you know, people dive into that and, and they're like, wow, he did this. Oh, wow. He did this too. And he, he made the, Oh, this one's funny too. And, and it's so cool to see people. Sometimes you'll just see those notifications of like the same person tagging every single video. They're like, Oh my God, another one, another one, another one. And that feels good. You know, I don't like it when they take my stuff and crop my name out of a meme or they, they will, you know, Mm -hmm. take a video and put it out and not credit at all. And I'm like, come on, you know, Uh, at least, at least tell them where you got it. Cause obviously they, they see where it was or they'll, they'll cut it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, the funny thing is, is, you know, I was talking to, uh, Joe, I have a lot of conversations with Joe about all this stuff, Mr. D and he, Mm. he had the, the ultimate one. And it was so funny how it planned out. He put out something just like a meme. Mm -hmm. I said, dude, that's really funny. I said, but you just put the text out. I said, and he didn't really put your name or anything. I said, do it like a stand-up shot. I said, do it with a picture of you doing stand-up comedy, the quote, and then put your name under it. And I was like, that way, when people share it, they've got a face, they've got a name, and it's going to be funny. It'll be associated with you. And he did it. And I kid you not, James, oh, but I, I was crying laughing. I was scrolling through my feed at a, a big teacher uh, page shared that stand-up shot with an emoji over his face and their <laughs> logo over his name. No <laughs> Not even taking the effort to do some Photoshop, like just a straight emoji on top. Oh and covered goodness. his name with their logo. And I sent it to him and he called me. He goes, that was hysterical. I said, I said, yeah. I said, I can't believe they did that. He goes, oh, you're for real? He's like, somebody actually <laughs> went to those lengths. Oh, he thought you did it? He thought I was pranking him. Do you have people and your fans send you material that other people have copied from you? Uh, yeah, all the time. And sometimes I wonder if they're just looking for a fight. Like if they really want me to comment back, like I'll show right. them, you know, <laughs> like they just want to start an internet war or something. I, I'm usually real nice about it. Speaking of Joe, how how is it was it uh, being on tour with him? Amazing. I remember when you first started with him, and you told us that you were that you were kind of giving him some advice backstage. Yeah. See, he uh, I've been doing comedy a little bit longer than him in terms of stand up. Right. He's been like in it, but improv and things like that. So we just work together on a lot of jokes. We work together on a lot of uh, his set and and kind of uh, perfecting it. He came with the ideas. He came with mm-hmm. you know a lot of the punchlines, and I just was like, okay, that's great, that's good. But here's how you can sell it and make it really great. And so, like, I would just help him with that. And then he would help me with stuff, too. You know, hey, why don't you go do this? Why don't you try that? And it was a good mutual, you know, we both had to experience the same thing. We both were, you know, aiming for the same uh, target demo and, and getting the same laughs from That's people. Cool. It was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was really cool, you know, going on tour and, and see. It was so funny because people didn't know who I was. And I'd come up on stage, and then I'd start talking. And I would hear, uh, to your credit, James, I'd hear in the crowd here, oh, poor teachers. That's that board teacher's guy. Slowly get around. That's that board teacher's guy. And then they they catch on. And then at the end of the show, they're like, I love all your videos. They're like, I didn't know who you were. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I'm that board teacher's guy. That's that's my new one. It's not so bad. And you're wearing the shirt and everything. (laughs) I'm not jealous of that shirt at all. I saw a couple of photos of you on stage wearing that t-shirt. Yeah, I wear it all the time. I wear it, uh, you know, just to rep things. I wear it on, I do teacher Zoom shows, uh, you know, happy hours, things like that. Uh, I did a lot of comedy shows for uh, teachers over the holiday break on Zoom and uh, wear the shirt. It's it's a good shirt, rep it. You know, you guys uh, helped me out and and definitely gave me a huge boost. You know, it's just, it's it's a, it's definitely been a help. Now I've heard, I don't know if this is true or not. I have heard that your favorite part a professional development meetings were the icebreakers. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, <laughs> you, well, uh, apparently that was not copied correctly. That was <laughs> that was the exact opposite. But we'll go with some icebreakers. Uh, I, I don't oh, think okay. any. I don't think any teacher likes icebreakers. It's always uh, unless you physically pelt me with ice. Uh, I'd rather have that. <laughs> so let's do a little icebreaker game on Teacher Talk Show. are easy i'm going to say something and you say the first thing back that you think of got it 
Okay. All right. Favorite show ever? Married with Children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. What are you currently binging right now? Uh, WandaVision. Oh, I want to watch Which isn't that. really binging. It's one show a week. <laughs> but I'm behind three episodes. I'm binging. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to add that to my list. I've been meaning to watch that. What do you listen to in your car on the way to school or not anymore? Uh, on the way to school, it, it would definitely be uh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I hate that. And it's not just because I'm looking at James and he reminded me of Fred Durst. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, I can see that. Wow, a little I've never bit. gotten that one. Fred Durst. Is it the hat? If you had the red hat on, you'd, you'd nail it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a little limp biscuit for sure. All right. I'll take it. All right. What about driving home from school? Same thing or something different? Um, probably just no radio, quiet thoughts of quitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's it's just a sound of silence we'll go with uh okay. simon are you and actually crying in your car after school uh i have only i think maybe once cried in my car <laughs> yeah but uh there's a lot of teachers that it's it's pretty prevalent you know who's your favorite comedian uh first thing comes to mind is is rodney dangerfield i've always loved dangerfield it, oh wow! Yeah, it seems like such basic jokes, but they are so smart and and they're, they're so funny. It was the first album that I memorized, beginning to end, was his No Respect album, and uh, it's probably what got me into comedy the most is being able to okay. tell those jokes to my friends, seeing them laugh, and uh, and getting a response. And I was like, ah, oh, that's something that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Favorite funny movie? Ah, uh, favorite funny movie. Um, I would, uh, you know, one probably that I watch over and over again, probably Tommy Boy. Oh yeah. Classic. Okay, <laughs> my husband watches that too. I don't get it. It's I'm it's sorry. a guy, it's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. I guess so. Okay, so if you were not a comedian and not a teacher, what would you be doing? Growing up, I always wanted to be a special effects makeup movie artist because I watched some guy like uh, on Discovery Channel create this vest mm-hmm. that like blew up into a million pieces on a movie <laughs> set, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I, I concentrated hard on that for a while until I realized that it was just not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was probably special effects uh, makeup movie artist. That's uh, I guess that would be my next one. All right, rap or rock? Rock for sure, but I, some rap, uh, you know, Limp Biscuit, a little of both worlds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, what's your favorite rap song then? What can I like visualize you driving down the street rapping to? Yeah, which one do you know all the the words to? This is an odd one, but when I get free by Tupac. Uh, okay. Yeah, when I West get Coast. free, it's not even one of his more popular songs, but it's just a big. I love that song beginning to end. Or uh, okay. Thug Love by Tupac. I'm a big Tupac right. fan. What about East Coast rappers. Who's your East Coast? East Coast rappers. Oh, man. Probably Trick Daddy. I, I, Trick I grew up listening Daddy. to a lot of Trick Daddy. Uh, Trick Daddy All-Stars back in the day. Yep. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of teacher ones right now, okay? Uh, lesson planning or grading? Uh, grading. <laughs> For sure. Staff meeting or parent-teacher meeting? Parent-teacher meeting. Parent-teacher meeting. That's a, that's a different one. Uh, staff meeting is uh, usually just called to call. Uh, parent meetings usually have a purpose. Right. <laughs> I like at least goal-oriented meetings. <laughs> Fair enough. Favorite lesson to teach that got you really excited about school? The 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 one that sticks out in my mind is kind of a weird one, and and it was the, it was one of those that I wasn't even thinking if I was gonna I didn't know if I wanted to continue teaching, uh, and I was in yeah. my um, okay. what was it uh, I was in my practicum where you you just you know are are trying teaching and you have a, a visor a, a teacher that's you know teaching with you. Right, right. And and the teacher that I was teaching with, he did this lesson where, and I'd never seen anything like this. I was I, I was like, I don't know if I want to teach. I don't know if I want to teach. And he got up in front of the class when it came time for World War II, and he said the Holocaust didn't happen. And I was like, what? Uh, I was like, you got to be out of your mind. Let's go. And the kids were outraged. Everybody's outraged. And he was like, here, it didn't happen. Here's my proof. And he put all the stuff on the board. And he goes, now prove me wrong. And these kids were so passionate about disproving each and every point that he had. They dug into it. They researched it. They presented on it. And they destroyed his argument, which was his entire goal in the first place. Right. And uh, he he didn't think it did happen. He knew it happened. He just gave an alternative argument and and completely mm-hmm. sold it to the class that he was passionate about it and was a Holocaust denier. And seeing their interest in learning, 
like just take off right. in in yep. in trying to challenge something like that was like that I was like wow this is something I would really like to do. Did you ever have a teacher theme song? A teacher theme song? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Um <laughs> you know, it, right off the bat take this job and shove it kind of comes to mind, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not that one uh i don't know uh, I, I, I probably eye of the tiger you try to try to keep pumped okay. you know get pumped up every day you got it's it more of a motivational song <laughs> yeah. what about a favorite professional development book was there anything that was kind of a go-to or one that you were like you know what i can actually implement this one um whew. Uh, you know, out of the 900 that I've done, I would say probably <laughs> one or two actually were, are v pretty valid. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I really, and I, I make fun of the guy so much sometimes on my Facebook posts and stuff, but I loved Harry Wong. That guy was just really, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's good. And, and I, I listened to him. I watched him. He had great ideas. His whole first day of school thing. I think I've taken that to heart with the handshake and, and greeting him at the door. And, right. and it really does change the dynamic of the classroom. I think his, his PDs that he would do on, on the first day of school, I think were, were very good and, uh, and are very worthy of being implemented. All right. I agree. I got that book my first year of teaching and I'm like, ah, and I read through it. And I, I really do think that's one of the best ones that I've ever received. So I like that. Your ideal vacation spot. Uh, I got to go back to Australia. I, I got to. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it there. It was amazing. Amazing country, amazing people. Brisbane, Australia was just one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in. Absolutely. Which cities did you go to? Uh, Brisbane, Australia. Sydney, Melbourne, and Perth. If somebody's planning a trip to Australia right now, wh what do they need to do? Must do. <laughs> um, they need to go to the koala sanctuary just outside oh. of Brisbane. And you get to hold a koala. And, and not only that, but you get to go into the kangaroo habitat where there's hundreds of kangaroos. Mm -hmm. And you can just walk mm -hmm. up to them and, like, hug them <laughs> and, like, and hang out with them and, and pet them. I was, like, sitting on the ground and had a baby koala just sitting on my lap. And it was it was heaven. It was absolutely Did you hug a kangaroo? Yeah, you can. I, I hugged kangaroos. I've got pictures on there. I mean, literally just hanging out with kangaroos. There was angry emails that would chase us too but uh the kangaroos were on point they were good <laughs> all right what what was your go-to lunch to take to school um honestly it was usually just uh <laughs> for the longest time this these little uh, enchiladas real food enchiladas like low carb and and they're low carb it's really just chicken with cheese in the middle but they're delicious they're okay. really good and i would just uh cook oh, one up every lunch about. and it was like 30 seconds in the microwave done and uh, there's my chicken enchilada was there ever anything at school that just drove you crazy now i know there might be more than one but pick one of the teacher terms that you were like i can't hear this anymore i'm gonna scream one of the teacher terms yeah <laughs> i don't know uh probably um let's congratulate uh, and the reason i say that let's can it's kind of an obscure teacher term but you would i would always get those emails of let's congratulate marissa mm -hmm. on her you know passing of this day and then you get 50 reply all emails of congratulations yep. congratulations <laughs> congratulations congratulations and i'm like how about we just uh, silently acknowledge her let's like, silently acknowledge her accomplishment <laughs> and not have to listen to reply alls all day long thank you <laughs> well i feel like teachers think that you know if they don't reply all then they're the one that didn't say congratulations so there's a little bit of that teacher guilt like oh i have to say it too because i fall victim to that i'm like oh, everybody replied all but i didn't but i already told her but I still have to do it. You reply all. James, are you looking for a new co-host? <laughs> yeah, you know what? After that comment, I'm not sure what we're doing here. Like, yeah. I don't know why I'm you in know, the same room as you. <laughs> you don't You don't admit to those kind of things. But Okay, you're right. Reply all. Who does that? Not this person. Sorry, Devin. I'll fire her. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> okay. When you, when you fire her, send it out as a company-wide email, and I can reply all. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> all right what was your favorite part of teaching um the, the students for sure just the different uh, personalities they'd have i mean just the, the sometimes i envied their humor you know they were just always full of uh, life and and trying to make the yeah. best of things so yeah the students have you ever have you ever taught any other grades uh yeah elementary for one year and middle school for three okay. years so yeah did you like high school the best? Is that where your fit was? 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We're, yeah. uh, middle school was uh, a lot of hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's the only way to describe it. Hormones. When people ask me, how was middle school? Hormones. Lots of them all over the place. That's the end of our icebreaker. Um, okay. So you're in Orlando. Tell us about what teaching in Florida, Central Florida is like. Uh, <laughs> oh, teaching in Central Florida. Um, I don't, I don't know which way to describe it. <laughs> uh, you just, you, you just are very nice on the emails uh, with parents because you know that they probably have a seventeen gauge shotgun sitting in their back trunk okay. at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, and and you know the kids got a pet alligator at home. There's a lot of stuff that's just weird about Florida. It's it's just. I don't know. It, 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 the, the Central Florida especially is so many different everything. I mean, you've got migrant workers. You've got uh, kids that are uh, displaced and homeless. You've got kids that are wealthy. I mean, it's such a weird dynamic of a classroom to have immigrants in the same room as a, a kid that you know is sleeping in his car, as the same room as a kid who's a son of a hedge fund manager and and making you know millions of dollars. It's it's so interesting, but also exciting because they can learn from each other. That's the thing I find the best. So your mom is also a teacher, right? Yes, she teaches uh, third grade this year. And was she your motivation to become a teacher? No, uh, she started substitute teaching when I was like in teaching probably about four or five years. And then she decided to uh, go into teach. She got her teaching license uh, probably about five years ago. So you motivated her to become a teacher? No, I I tried to talk her out of it. <laughs> uh, she she was insistent, but she she she's very passionate about it. Loves uh, teaching elementary school, and um, you know. But there there are some times where she's like, "Can you believe the the union did this?" I said, "I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you." Is she is she your biggest fan of your videos and your comedy shows? She loves my videos. She loves the comedy shows. She yeah. she's a big fan of that stuff, and uh, and sometimes she'll send me little nudges. She's like, "Hey, I was wrong." and this is how it was wronged. Do a video. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Would she ever be in any of your videos? I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would be in a video if I asked her, but she hasn't been. Is Is she as funny as you? You know, uh, funniness, I think, runs in my family. My, my grandfather and my uncle have always had a lot of jokes, and she's had a lot of jokes, and it's always been just, you know, a, a passion to laugh. And then my kids, uh, they're four and five, and they prank each other endlessly and just <laughs> laugh all the time. And any sort of flatulence or anything that happens is just the, the funniest thing they've ever heard in their life. So Hilarious. Uh, it, it runs in the family. So is that, how, is that what got you into comedy, or was it just like the madness of teaching that just made you have to vent on stage it's the creativity i've always been a creative writer i love creative stuff and i'm not an artist though but i found a talent Mm -hmm. i like writing and so i would start to write things and poems and weird stuff i've got books of poems and jokes and stories and i've always liked writing so when i found a talent of writing something uh humorous and and people would respond to it it was great i loved it you won the cutest baby contest in 1986 yeah the cutest baby contest. Tell us about that. Yeah, tell us how did that happen? Was was that your mom that gave you that title? Be honest. <laughs> no, it's an actual trophy I have of, and it's so funny. It's got an angel on the top holding up a baby. I assume is me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, where was this? Like, is it Gerber? Were you on the Were you on the Gerber bottle? Would you like to know the truth? It was in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> What was the cutest baby for? Just Walmart parking lot babies? (laughs) You just signed up and brought your kid, and then everybody kind of paraded their kid on stage. And at the end, they were like, all right, which one's the cutest? And I won, and they handed me a trophy. I don't know if she got, like, a Walmart gift card or something, too. I don't have no idea. Walmart parking lot, and I won the the cutest baby contest and got a nice little trophy for it. (laughs) That's awesome. Do you have a photo? Do I have a photo? I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there are some photos. They're usually pretty embarrassing. I think there was like four of us. And, and, and you know, I, I feel bad because if it's first, second, third, somebody's just going home going, my child is ugly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I have an ugly baby. I, I have a hideous baby. They couldn't even, not even top three pretty baby. So, yeah. 
And that brings us to your last fun fact. You were such a beautiful baby that your parents lost you at SeaWorld not once, but twice as a child. <laughs> Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, not about that. None of my parents on this one, actually, babysitter that my oh. parents, uh, my mom was pretty broke. So she, uh, she had this babysitter that she like used to pay like 20 bucks a week. And the babysitter was definitely what she paid for. <laughs> and, uh, we went to SeaWorld and she lost me and oh. the uh, security came and grabbed me and took me in the security office. And, uh, we just hung out there until she found me. But then I think the second time we went, she oh. realized that if I lose him, the security office will get him. And then I don't have to deal with him. So she just lost me as we walked through the gate. And like, I mean, I stayed in the security office through lunch and dinner. And they're like bringing me pizza. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, I don't think your your babysitter is coming back. I was like, I don't think she is either. And she sure enough did the whole day at SeaWorld and then waltzed in like, oh, there's my child. <laughs> They didn't call child services at some point? Uh, no, they didn't. This was the 90s. They just uh, they assumed oh, she'd be yeah, back, yeah. or if not, they would just, uh, okay. I don't know, uh, throw me into the orcas. And they. How old were you when this happened? I don't remember what it was. I was probably five, and, and sure enough, spent the whole day at SeaWorld in the security office. Oh, my my heart is sad about that. <laughs> but you turned out okay. I was I was honestly waiting to hear a funnier story. Like they found you like swimming with the, the penguins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding the whales or something. The first time she did lose me in the penguin pit and I almost assimilated and joined the penguin clans and walked around <laughs> and you know, but uh it, it did not happen. All right, so we've covered your entire childhood. Not traumatic at all. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your adulthood. Now that more people know you and recognize you from the videos, when you're out in public and you get recognized, do you always feel like you have to be on or are you, are you laid back? What's your personality like if I were to meet you on the street? I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> because of Mariana? Or <laughs> well, yeah. It, it's a weird thing. Um, comedians are very... Uh, Good ones anyways, not all of them. And I won't say this is all of them either, but a lot of comics are very introverted. I've worked with so many comedians and the best comedians I know are the quietest, most shy people. I mean, everybody always says, oh man, what it must be like to be in the green room with a bunch of comics. And then they go in there and we're literally just silent, not talking. I, I love... Uh, I love entertaining. I love the media aspect of it. One-on-one, -on -one, when people start talking to me about, you know, especially when they start praising me, it's very weird to me. I, I, I'm always like, thanks, and uh, thanks. And I don't really have any, I don't have any response. It's just a weird thing. I, I just kind of back off of it. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I always... I, I'm very bad at that. I'm very bad at the person and thing. All right. Before we jump into our last game, there's one last question. Do you have any special talents? <laughs> special talents. Um, aside from comedy, I uh, I don't know. I bought a drum set yesterday, so I'm going to get back into that. Ooh. I like drumming, but I just have never been like, I'm going to sit down and, and really concentrate on it. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be my next task. Uh, is it there in the studio with you or is it at home? Uh, it's at home. Yeah. It's at my house. The drum okay. set. I'm, I, well, I, it's actually, I hope it's at my house. It got delivered by Amazon might be stolen, but no, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, uh, all right. So you were the host of a teacher event for board teachers oh, yeah. a couple of years ago and you quiz teachers on never have I ever. And would you rather questions? So I think it's only fair that we quiz you now too. Is that okay? Yeah, let's go with it. All right. All right. Let's play. Would you rather? All right. Would you rather work at Disney or Universal? Disney by far. Disney by far. Yeah. I just just one time I want to walk underneath the uh, the railings at the uh, Haunted Mansion. Check out the magic. Yes. You can actually go on a field trip and do that. Oh, yeah. The Keys to the Kingdom tour. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Would you rather drive the school bus every morning or eat cafeteria food every day? Oh, cafeteria food, but that is that's not even a would you rather. I'd prefer the cafeteria food. It's actually pretty good. It's it's legit. All right. Would you rather have the principal's office connected to your classroom or the boys' bathroom connected? Um, boys' mm. bathroom. That way they can go right there. Uh, that, that I I don't have the stray. You know, they'd probably still find a way to spend forty five minutes trying to find it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but then you have the <laughs> smell wafting in every time the door opens. 
Right. Yeah. But I teach high school, so trust me, it's a different smell that comes out of that bathroom. <laughs> oh, those kids are all over the place uh, with their vaping and whatnot. Uh, okay. I didn't know where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that. It, 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 it's a, no. It's a high school level. They There's a little smoking in the boys' room for sure. All right. What about have outdoor recess duty in Florida, heat all year round? South or have, Florida. South Florida. Well, South Florida is brutal. Um, or your students eat in the classroom every day? All year round. Yeah, outside recess for sure. Outside outside PE for sure. That's I, I, that I the eating in the classroom is a nightmare to me. I don't I've had students try to eat in the classroom and I just I just stare at them. I, I tell you what you do. If the if a kid comes in your classroom to eat in your classroom, just chew as loud as possible. Just open your <laughs> mouth and chew as obnoxiously loud and they'll never come back. They'll never come back. All right. What about, would you rather have to go door-to-door selling candy bars for a fundraiser every day after school or teach recorder class every day after school? For my own health recorder class, I'd probably, my mental health would decline, but my physical health with those candy bars and my, my financial health would also decline because I think I've, I've probably financed several school field trips to Austria by now on World's Finest Chocolate Bars. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Twin, would you rather have sneezes or hiccups the entire class period? Probably in the in the day of COVID, definitely hiccups. Uh, you know, the sneezes, I mean, it used to be like, oh, wow, that was annoying. And it's now like, oh, wow, I'm going to be quarantined for two weeks. Thank yes. you. Uh, so, yeah. It's scary. Okay, the best one. We saved the last one for the best one. The best one for the last one. Would you rather get a 10% pay raise each year or have 10% less students in your class each year? Ooh, uh, 10% less students for sure. And and that's a weird one because the money's nice and all, but it seems like uh, the kids, it would just benefit the kids more just to have a fewer students in the class. So I'm kind of yeah. not looking out for my, like I said, I wasn't really in it. I don't think many teachers are in it for the money, but the, the money was secondary. The the students matter the most and, and the, having that that better one-on-one would be way better. By the way, they're probably going to crop that out and then use it at the next legislative board meeting. They're like, see, they don't want more money. They said it. (laughs) Devin Seabold said, you don't want money. All right, Devin, it's shameless plug time. Tell us where the listeners can find you. Tell us what you're doing. Uh, show's coming up. You got the Crying in My Car podcast. Give us a little Give us a little plug here. Yeah, I host Crying in My Car, a podcast for teachers uh, out weekly. I have a Patreon with that with bonus episodes. Plus, I do uh, shows, devincomedy.com for information. You can click on booking if you're wanting a, um, a teacher Zoom show. Uh, they're awesome, and there's no limit on how many people we can have join. I've literally had auditoriums full of people that have done it. Uh, and also, uh, you can find, um, let's see, what else? I've, I've got all my videos, obviously, on my YouTube channel and on Facebook. So those are those are really the coolest and and obviously on your facebook you guys have shared uh, quite a few of them and uh so if you want to watch them uh, they're they're out there and hopefully you can get a good laugh all right Devin, thanks for coming on the show it was a pleasure always a pleasure to talk with you and to catch up uh, and uh hopefully we can do some more things together soon absolutely and stay tuned for the podcast next week we're going to have another awesome guest casey mack is going to be on the show another board teachers comedian we're going to have some fun and play some more games and learn some uh, fun facts about casey mack too well that's it that's it all right we're done thanks for joining teacher talk show thanks again Devin, and we'll see you guys next week Thank you.